the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes! Welcome back to another episode of Dogman Radio. This is Scott Eklund, and I'm joined by a very special guest, 24-7's Greg Biggins. Greg, welcome to the show, and thanks for joining us. Hey, Scott, anything for you. Let's go. I'm excited to talk to you. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for joining me for the second time. For those who don't right. know, we recorded this earlier, and uh, it must have been user error because it wasn't recorded. This one we know is recording, so we'll, we'll just move forward. But, uh, Greg, uh, just wanted to kind of go through, uh, you know, big change for the Washington Husky football program, and, and Kalen DeBoer left to go to Alabama, so Jed Fish is the new head coach. He's brought in several assistants, uh, hasn't quite filled out his staff yet. And the first thing I really wanted to kick off with you and maybe just kind of get us started. And I think a lot of Husky fans have heard that Jed Fish is a really good recruiter, but they want to know why he's seen as such a good recruiter. So Jed Fish has a head coach recruiter. Can you kind of give us an idea of what we can expect from him on the recruiting trail? No, he's he's very active. And, you know, a lot of head coaches don't want to get involved uh, or they want to just be kind of the closer, right, who they'll, you know, let the leg legwork go to the assistant coaches, whether that be the position or the, the area coach, and then he'll come in late, do the home visit, maybe try to close the kid. Jed's active from the very beginning. You know, he I, I almost get the sense he kind of actually likes recruiting. He kind of likes the chase. Uh, you know, he, he's you, know, you talk to kids and they always say, hey, I'm talking to like, you know, this guy, this guy, and then you always hear Jed Fish. You know, Jed's personally involved. And that's huge for kids. You know, it's a big deal when the head coach takes time out. So, you know, very dynamic personality. Um, he's a motivator. Uh, he's uh, very comfortable in, in any kind of setting, whether he's talking to, you know, a kid, a mom or a dad, a handler, a high school coach. It doesn't matter who, you know, you throw him in any situation and he's very good. Um, you know, like I said, he's, he's gifted in the area of being um, able to communicate. Uh, he's got a plan and, and he follows it. And so what I saw him do in Arizona was was pretty incredible. You know, he signed two of their best classes ever and they didn't care, you know, where the guy lived or if they were not even in this top five early on. Man, he, he got after it and his staff was really good, too. So, you know, I'm excited to see what he can do at UW. Now, now you did talk about the staff. Washington has three uh, assistant positions open. It's all going to be on the defensive side, the most notable being the defensive coordinator spot. But they brought they brought over Brennan Carroll as their offensive coordinator, although we know Jed Fish is really the one calling plays. Sure. But uh, Brennan Carroll is the offensive coordinator, offensive line coach. Um, uh, uh, Kevin Cummings is the wide receiver coach, very well respected, has developed a lot of good good guys and everything like that. Can you talk about them a little bit on the recruiting trail? I know, I know you're not there obviously, but just the kids that you've talked to and, and their, their uh, feelings about uh, the, the offensive uh, coaches, Jimmy Doherty, uh, yep. Jordan Pow Pow, those guys, what it's like, what the kids reactions are to those, those assistants. Yeah. No, I, I know all those guys really well. I mean, I told you, well, I can't say I told you before, like you know, that was from the previous call. <laughs> yeah. You know, I covered Kevin in high school. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how old I am. I've been doing this for so long. So I've known Kevin for a long time. He does a great job, man. He he's, does a really good job of connecting. And I use that word. He, he's very engaging and connects and he works hard at it. Re- receivers love him. 
you know, Brendan Carroll, you know, he grew up in those on that staff with USC was that Pete Carroll, who was probably one of the three or four best head coach recruiters of all time. On that staff, you had guys like Steve Sarkeesian, great recruiter, Lane Kiffin, great recruiter, Ed Orgeron, Mount Rushmore, great recruiter. You know, you got your Rocky Settos. You got you can go on and on and on. Yeah. So Brendan was on those staffs. He understands, you know, what it takes and how aggressive you need to be. And if a kid says no, you don't care. You keep you keep going after it. So that, that's kind of Brendan's background. Um, Pow Pow, just a phenomenal, phenomenal guy. You know, just one of those guys that you, you can't really you're not going to hear anyone say anything really negative about him. Same thing with Jimmy Doherty, you know, just a really good person. So and, and all those guys are, you know, they're pretty young. So uh, I don't think they view uh recruiting as a necessary evil like so many old school coaches those guys are young they get it and they speak the language of the kids they know what they want to hear and like again they are uh you know they they put the time and the energy in so i'm i'm kind of excited to see again i think for me washington is, is a national program you know people throughout the country know who washington is and so you put that staff at a school like washington and i, I think they have a chance to do some some really good things Thanks. Thanks, Greg. I think that that really helps with a, a lot of the people, you know, just wondering what kind of a recruiter uh, Jed Fish and his staff are. And and the fact is, they're like you said, Greg, they are kind of a national brand. You know, the, the program just played for a national championship. They didn't win it, but they they won a New Year's six game, their first one in 23 years that they won a New Year's six game. And, and um, they've done a lot of things they are going to have. They could have the most draft choices of any college program in the country. Um, when, when it's all said and done. So um, this staff that's going to be here, obviously that was the old staff. This staff that's going to be in here has brought, I mean, basically took Arizona from the depths of the Pac-12 and brought them up to being one of the top, what, four or five programs in the conference by the end, yeah. of, you know, by the end of the conference time. So it, it, it shows to me that they, they can scout talent, you know, do the evaluations and then um, work hard to get get those guys to at least consider the school, if not choose the school. Yeah, no, uh, T Mac um, was a no brainer, but they have, there's a lot of guys on that Arizona staff that that weren't no brainers. Nobody else offered Jake Amano, who's all conference linebacker. Nobody else, Power Five, wanted No Fafita, who's you know a, a top ten Heisman preseason preseason pick next year. Um, you know, Takario Davis is is a Pac-12 conference. Uh, DB. That was his only, you know, Pac-12 Power 5 offer coming out of high school. They've done a phenomenal job with Ephesians Prysock. Um, the offensive line is filled with guys that, you know, weren't heavily recruited. So, you know, I, I've heard some people say, you know, what's the big deal about Jed Fish? They had that one good year. You know, that, that one good year this past year was pretty dang good. And you can make a case end of the season. Nobody wants to play Arizona. You know, they were a top 10 team. And, and if they had Jed Fish and that staff back, they're a preseason top 10 team next year. They have 18 guys back. And mm -hmm. so, and I think you look at the culture of that Arizona program and, you know, obviously I think a lot of Husky fans are probably disappointed that they weren't able to maybe pull in some of those guys from Arizona to come to Washington. But I think that you got to kind of credit Jed at, because they built such a family culture and a family environment at Arizona. That's a big reason why those guys decided to stay because, they, hey, they kind of had this family bond. And yeah, even though that staff left, they, the, the players kind of said, hey, let's let's stay together. We can't yeah. all go. You know, I, I talked to Noah's dad for a long time. Uh, Noah Fafita, his dad left. And, you know, one of the big reasons why, you know, the, the big three, Noah, T-Mac and Manu stayed was 
it wasn't just about those three. It's like, hey, if our whole team could have went, we would have went. But only about eight or nine of us, you know, we're going to go to Washington together. They they were going to bring we can't bring our whole team. And, and so they wanted to keep their team together. So I think you almost kind of credit Jed for kind of building that culture that ultimately prevented them from transferring. Yeah, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. It's kind of yeah, ironic. Exactly. Yeah, it really um, does. Yeah. But but again, credit him and, and credit the staff. And again, it's all about evaluation and development. Those are two things that that people don't don't talk enough about when it comes to recruiting successfully. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of people get caught up in the stars. And, and like you said, Greg, uh, Fish and his staff brought in two of the best classes that Arizona's ever had. And so, um, you know, just want I just want let's move forward because I don't want to keep you too long. We've already done this once before. So, <laughs> um, you know, Washington uh, got some good news this week um, when a lot of their players started saying that they were going to be coming back um, instead of, you know, maybe a couple guys have had gone into the portal and, and come back out. Several of them had hadn't made a declaration one way or the other. Uh, two of them that have decided to come back that are 2024 signees, guys who signed in December and actually enrolled right before Kalen DeBoer decided to leave um, and head to Alabama. Uh, two of them were Dem- uh, Demarcius Davis, um, a, the quarterback out of Etiwanda, and Kamori House, linebacker out of St. John Bosco. Both of them entered the portal, still stayed in class at with, at the University of Washington, but are, were just exploring their options. But both of those guys have decided to um, pledge to Washington that, hey, we're going to come and play. Uh, Demarcius Davis actually said he's he wants to compete for the job because they, they, they've already got DeMond Williams from the same class as him. So um, just talk about those two and what what kind of players Washington's getting in those two players. Yeah. So so uh, Davis, you know, we call him Marmar. You know, he, he's got a game that I think stylistically he's he's similar to, to Aiden Childs. You know, everyone knows Aiden Childs from the year before. He kind of blew up, uh, played at Downey High School, Oregon State, and then he transferred to Michigan State. But, you know, he's a tall, um, good, not great athlete, but, you know, real mobile kid, real loose athletic body, kind of like a small forward type bouncy body, um, but strong arm. Um, and, and he's just getting better. You know, his game is trending up. So many quarterbacks in California, we see they, they kind of peak early. But Davis, man, he, he's only scratching the surface. He made a big jump between junior and senior year. Um, pure pocket guy at the strong arm, all the tools. And, you know, that was that was big because, you know, he went into the portal, I think, a day or two after uh, DeMond committed. So it's kind of like, you know, reading the tea leaves. It kind of looked like, OK, maybe he doesn't have a spot there. Right. They brought in this guy, um, DeMond, who committed to to Jed Fish in Arizona, that, that meant Davis probably probably wasn't going to be coming back. And and uh, obviously, you know, Arizona was one of his finalists before he chose UW. He knew Jed Fish and he knew that staff. So for them to, to kind of bring him back shows that, hey, we need bodies. We want competition. And they need they needed some bodies in that quarterback room. So, you know, you can bring in two guys in one class and, and let them go compete. You know, House was an interesting situation because – Arizona, the old Arizona staff now at UW, they were they didn't recruit him. So it wasn't a, he didn't have like Davis. He didn't have those connections with anybody in the staff. So what he does have, he, he's a really good football player. Right. So that, that helps you. Um, you. You have a better chance of getting retained by a new staff if you're good at football. House is probably one of the most athletic linebackers. Uh, he can really run a little undersized, about six feet, 210 pounds, but explosive hitter, loves to compete, high motor. So he goes into the portal, and then a couple of days later, I think he just wanted to see, hey, do you guys really want me? And and they said, yeah, you know, you're part of our future. And so he didn't waste too much time, you know, kind of recommitting 
And, and like I said, he's already on campus. He's already been, you know, acclimated to the school and, and the team and the training and all that. So, yeah, getting, getting both those two guys back was pretty big. Yeah, and um, a couple other guys from the same class, two of whom en- enrolled early, one who wasn't enrolled early, um, have entered the portal, and they have not pledged that they were going to come back. Ratu Manabulabalavu, we call him Mana uh, for short. <laughs> um, he's a defensive lineman out of Carlsbad down there in Southern California. Pocky Finau is an offensive lineman. One of the, I think he, if he's not the top guy in the class, he's like the second best guy, or, you know, from a star standpoint. He's a a second in the class from a star standpoint and uh out of um out of uh oak where um trying to i'm drawing a blank on the school but uh oak hills oak hills that's what it is yeah oak hills and uh he's a guy that washington wanted really bad he's a highly rated kid and um he's still in the portal and then peyton waters a safety uh could play some some nickel corner as well but uh he's also in the in the uh, portal and you also have a little bit of news on uh, Justice Williams. I believe you talked to him today. Correct. Um, so we'll go down the list. Okay. Um, Mana, I, I was a little bit surprised that he wanted to kind of open things up, and he's asking for asking out of his NIL be, because, again, Arizona is kind of similar to, to Davis. You know, Arizona was one of his runner-up choices. It was Washington, Arizona, Oregon State were kind of his final three, I believe. And so I kind of thought, hey – you know, that staff that you already knew and you're comfortable with, they're now at your school. You know, it just kind of makes sense to stick. But he wants to open it up a little bit. And, and again, he said they coaches staff has said, hey, we want you back. So I think he just wants to explore his options. But I would not be shocked at all uh, if he does stay with, with UW. I'm a little surprised about about Pocky also. I talked to him at the Polynesian Bowl and I, he told me straight up, hey, you know, I'm laying towards staying, staying here. Kept saying, hey, he wanted he, he signed up to play for Scott Huff. Like that's his guy. Uh, Scott Huff is at Alabama. I, I don't get an Alabama vibe from, from Pocky. You know, most of the schools I think he's looking at now are, you know, ASU, BYU, Utah, UCLA, maybe a little bit of USC, um, Arizona. Um, I, I don't see him going to Bama. So if, if he's a West the, coast kid, he's, he's got he that is West, a west coast, coast kid. Yeah. He does have a West coast vibe to him. You know, not a lot of Polynesians out there in the, in the South, right? That's more of a West Coast mm-hmm. Hawaii thing. So if he can't play for Scott Huff, you know, it seemed like it would make sense to stay at UW and play for a staff. Again, Arizona was his runner-up choice as well, right? Just like Mana. So um, he knows those guys. But, you know, right now, again, there's there's some buzz for ASU. You know, there's, there's some buzz for BYU. So we'll see what happens there. Um, Peyton Waters, uh, you know, since we – did our little thing this morning, Scott? I, I did text with him a little bit. I said, "Hey, where's your, what's your time frame? You're you taking trips?" He said, "No trips right now. I'm still trying to sort things out. I'm not there yet." Um, he's he's not guy. even in the portal yet, right? Or is he in the portal? Peyton is in the portal. Yeah. Oh, you're you're talking Peyton. I'm sorry. I thought we had moved to Justice. My bad. Sorry. Peyton Waters is in the portal. Okay. So there's some Utah buzz with him. Mm-hmm. Um, UCLA was a was a high choice. Stanford was a high choice for him. And then Justice told me he's good. He said he's good to go. He's locked in, uh, you know, not an early enrollee, but he did sign. And, and he, he's not even thinking about any other school. He said he's locked in. He's, he's going to Washington. So um, good, uh, you know, yeah, things good. He, things look good, look, good, look, good, look good with Justice right now. Yeah, he, he was offered by Arizona, I believe, during the process. So um, he probably got to know uh, uh, Kevin Cummins pretty well. So. Yep. 
Um, but uh, all right. Well, hey, Greg, we've run, run through uh, guys in the portal. Um, that's frustrating to a lot of Husky fans, <laughs> but I think you, you might have given them a little little stuff to, to be excited about, too. So uh, let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Washington's newest commit, a 2025 quarterback that Greg is very high on and uh, maybe get an idea of some 2025 recruits that uh, fans can keep an eye on. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, and welcome back, everybody. Thanks for sticking around. And uh, Greg Biggins is joining us. Two four seven's Greg Biggins. He's hey, Greg. What's your actual title? Are you are, are. Do you have a special title like uh, Brandon Huffman, or are you just like this the California guy? I, I don't know. West. Yeah, I mean the titles. Na- I mean I. Uh, I'm titles national recruiting analyst. Okay. You know, obviously a little more geared toward toward West Coast. Whereas, you know, Huff, I think, is like the national, you know, recruiting director or something like crazy. Like, I mean, Huff's the guy, obviously, right? We're all, yep. <laughs> you know, we're all just, uh, you know, we're all living world. in his world, right? His yeah. world, man. We're, just, we're just trying to live in it. We're trying to find a little little spot in, in his world. So God bless Brandon Huffman. That's my that's my guy right there. So no, no special titles, no special, you know, responsibilities like like B Huff. Just uh, just trying to find my little spot, my little niche. Hey, Greg, real real quick, before we get into uh, the, the commitment that Washington got from a top-end uh, 2025 quarterback, talk a little bit about um, what do you like? So, Because for me, one of my things that I love is being out on the road, seeing a kid that not very many people know about or talking about, and then going, this guy's going to be good, and then he turns out good. That's one of my favorite things to do. And the other thing that I like doing is meeting the parents, meeting the kids, getting to see them in competition, but also seeing how they interact with their friends. What is it that you enjoy about not just what we do, but what I mean, you've been doing this for, what, 25, 25 yeah, years now? Yeah, so, almost yeah, 30 coming up. Yeah. So and, and I'm at 20, I'm at 20, 21 years. So I've been doing a little bit less than you have. But, you know, just what what is it that you enjoy that keeps you coming back for more? <laughs> oh, man. Um I mean, I love the. I would say, I mean, I, I love football. First off, right? It's a, it's a beautiful game. I, I know soccer is called the beautiful game, but for me, <laughs> I love football. So shoot, man, it's an opportunity. You know, I'm sitting here. I'm wearing sweats. I'm wearing an LA King shirt, and this is, and right now I'm working. Right? This is considered yep. work. You know, you can travel. <laughs> you, you get. I love the interaction as well. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm big on relationships and communication and, you know, building, you know, trust and, and friendships with, you know, different, you know, kids, parents, all that. I, I enjoy that. I, I like the evaluation part. Um, I still, you know, recruiting has changed radically. Whereas before, you know, we were newsbreakers. Now the kids break their own news, right? When I first started, there was no such thing as Twitter or Instagram. You know, if you want to honor, this is going to age me, but when I first started back in 95, 96, you know, it was 900 numbers where if you want to know about Washington, you called 900 da, 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 and there'd be a recording and it was a dollar fifty nine a minute. And somebody would talk about Washington Husky recruiting. Right. And that's how you got your, your news on all the different schools. And now and then there became, you know, websites. And now the kids kind of control the neighborhood. They put out when their trips are. They put out when they're committing. And now it's more your job. 
kind of maybe discuss why that commitment is a big deal. Uh, but you're not necessarily breaking as much news as before. But I still enjoy the chase. You know, like I said, I, I still enjoy building the relationships. You know, Dash Byerly, who I know we're going to get to. You know, the dad texts me, who I know really well. He says, hey, you know, Dash is going to he's going to probably commit tonight or tomorrow. And, and then you're getting on the phone with Dash and you're getting, you know, hey, give me the who, what, why, when and where. So that when you do commit, here's the story behind it. And then, you know, Dash commits. Here comes the story. It's it just that that's still fun for me, you know, but I do enjoy going to different events. I don't I love being away from family as much as I used to because um, I have young kids in high school and all the ones are gone. But like I do enjoy the road. I used to love, you know, back in the student sports, Nike camp days, man, going to a camp at LSU and meeting the coaches and talking to them and then seeing the weight room at Penn State and going to Texas A&M and going out in College Station. Like, I, I, I enjoyed that part of it. And and so, uh, yeah, man, it's just I'm super blessed. Man, God has been good. And, um, you know, I'm just super thankful to be, you know, do what I have done for such a long time. Speaking of which, he talks about how his his older ones are out. He's actually got one that uh, that he just gave away. I did. Yeah. yeah. What gave what, her away? Uh, was it in out? The, was it in the summer? <laughs> it Last was summer? in no. It was uh, October. Okay. It, I think it was October twenty eighth. And yeah, it was a uh, it was a cra- radical crazy situation. And so crazy. So now they're moving quick. So they got married, and then like we just had that. They had a gender reveal. She actually had a. Not, I don't get too you know too personal, yeah. but yeah. So they, they ended up having. She got pregnant on her on her honeymoon. So uh-huh. <laughs> they had a gender reveal, gender reveal last week. And I'm like, you guys should wait at least two years. And she's like, okay. And so as, that it ends up being like not even a year, but yeah, uh, yeah it's going to be a boy. So kind of excited about that. Right. Oh, you know, are you, what are you going to be called? Are you going to be Papa? You, what are you going to be? I'll probably, Hey, just call me GB. I'll probably yeah. just call me GB. That's what everyone else, everyone. Hey, I guess, you know, grandpa Biggins could be GB yeah, at the same yeah. time. Right. So, yeah. you know, I got three daughters and one boy, we desperately want another boy in the family. My wife, w- w- you know, was had a total meltdown because she wanted a boy too. So, you know, we're we're very excited. So yeah, things wow. are moving quick. By the way, we didn't talk about this on the first podcast. So, no, this is more personal. So you guys are getting more. Yeah, you guys I got all. Hey man, it's a Friday night. I'm chilling. That everyone's gone. I'm just chilling with the dog, watching some TV. Somehow we can go as long yeah. as you want. I got <laughs> no, no we, got nothing going on tonight. <laughs> we don't need to do that. So I want to let you get going, but um, I do want to talk about Dash Byerly. You already kind of talked about him. Um, just talk about what he is as a as a quarterback. He committed to Washington what a couple of days ago now, and um, you know that's a big pickup for Washington. They've already got one uh, defensive line commit in the class, and they had some they had a, they had uh, two others in the 2025 recruiting class that have since decommitted. But what does Dash Byerly uh, bring to the table? Yeah, so he's a, he's a dual threat quarterback. Um, you know, six one, so not not a super tall kid, you know, but he's not a small kid either. I mean, he's a thick kid. He's he's a former baseball player, catcher, and he's kind of kind of you know kind of has a catcher body, you know, real strong, physical. Like I mentioned, the dual threat capability. He can take off and run anytime. Um, plus athlete. I, I like the way he throws the football mechanically. I mean, he's pretty pure with it. Quick release, um, repeatable delivery. Arm is strong. Um, Hey, hey, Greg, can you can you describe what repeatable delivery means? Yeah. So I think it means, you know, mechanically, you, you want to try to do the same thing over and over and over again. Um, you don't want to be like, OK, one time. And now don't get me wrong. You do want a guy who can throw from different arm angles when he needs to. And he can do that, too. He can go sidearm if he needs to. There's a guy edge rusher come off the edge. He can go sidearm. You know, he can 
off his back foot, plat, off, off platform throws. He can make all those kind of throws. But in terms of the delivery, you see some kids, man, that every throw they make is, is different. Maybe one time their release points up here, the next point, the release points a little bit lower. Like, and because of that, you know, your ball's not going to be as accurate. You know, it's like a pitcher in baseball, right? You hear the term uh, repeatable delivery describing a lot of pitchers. You want everything to mm-hmm. be very similar so the ball come out, comes out the same level, and and that's where your accuracy comes from. So mechanically, I mean, you can watch him throw. Man, he's got a, He's like teaching tape. He's that pure uh, with his mechanics. You're not going to have to spend a lot of time, you know, tightening his release. You know, some guys have a hitch, and that's so hard to get rid of um, if you're a quarterback coach. So you want a guy to come in. You don't want, you don't want to spend months trying to tweak a kid's delivery because it's 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 a learned trait. It's a learned habit already when it comes to you. So with Dash, you don't need to do a lot of tweaking with his mechanics. Um, so I like that about him. I just like his makeup. You know, again, he's not a, a an arrogant prima donna entitled quarterback. He's he's one of the guys. He's a tough kid. You know, he's you know a captain. He's the guy you want in your huddle. Um, you know, he's a leader and just checks off all, all those boxes that you want to see in a quarterback. And and uh, he's what? Do you know what seven on seven uh, team he's part of? I should have told you I was going to ask you yeah. this before. No, so he's uh, he, he's playing for premium and all, all those guys are going to Miami this weekend. But I I think he just tweeted a couple couple days ago or might even be today that he's sick right now and won't be able to make that Miami trip. I think there's a big battle tournament in in Florida mm. this weekend. So but yeah, he'll be playing for premium, which is good because that's one of the most talent laden. Uh, teams in, in Southern California. I mean, that's you know they got they got dudes every single year, and you can imagine there'll be plenty of Husky targets on that team. So yeah, d- does he? Yeah, it's good for him. Is he a guy who has that kind of personality where he can recruit for you and and uh, and and really help bring guys in? Yeah, you know he's he's not a huge he's not a huge personality. You know I don't want to oversell it. You know, yeah. He's not he's not a guy who you know big rah rah you know guy. That that's not really his his you know he's more very almost he's not shy. Um, but he's, you know, he's, uh, he's, I would say he's probably more introverted than an extrovert in terms of how he talks. You know, the first time I talked to him, you know, he struggled to, you know, <laughs> couldn't look me in the eye. This was two years ago, but you know, couldn't really look in the eye a little bit shy, a little bit nervous. Right now. He's not like that anymore, but I'm just saying he's not a, a super big outgoing guy, but he's a very likable kid. So that's always, that's always very helpful. Okay, very cool. And then just maybe um, some 2025 recruits. I'm not asking you to say, oh, who's going to pop next, Greg, Greg, or anything like that, yeah. but more more of just um, 2025 guys that fans might want to just keep an eye on. Um, you know, when we the first time we talked, you you said you kind of cross referenced w- the offers that Washington had already extended, mm-hmm. and then ones that were extended when they were at Arizona. Correct. And and said, hey, if if they've offered both, there's a good chance they're probably re-offering those guys. And over the last, I want to say, uh, 48 to 72 hours, Washington has re-offered and or offered a good 50 to 60 guys, it seems like. I mean, there's yeah. so many that, that we've been keeping track of. Might not be that much. I might have been overselling it a little bit, but but um, they, they've offered quite a few guys. So like we, we, we've already kind of said, they're very gross, aggressive on the recruiting yep. trail. But just kind of talk about um, some guys that maybe fans want to keep an eye on um, that, were, that were guys that, you know, could, could be uh, guys that Washington gets looks from. Yeah, no, it was kind of like dueling pianos, right? Washington, mm-hmm. I, I thought Arizona gave out a ton of offers, and so did Cal. Like just every every you know couple seconds, you saw one a kid you know tweeting out an offer from Washington, Arizona, or Cal. You know, so obviously start off with the in-state kids, right? So 
Um, you know, Zadris Rainey Sale was a Washington commit. Uh, you can bet that they'll be all over him to try to keep him. He's the number one player in the state. You know, both staffs, Arizona, Washington, had offered, you know, Tiandre Waverly, Jonathan Epperson. Those are the top three kids in the state. And, and they all had Arizona offers and Washington offers. So they'll, they'll go hard after them. You know, Arizona, um, you know, not a deep year for talent in Arizona. But, you know, the top two players in the state of Arizona, Cooper Perry and Logan Powell, uh, a big tackle. Both those two kids had Arizona and Washington offers. So they already had interest in Washington. Um, they already knew the Arizona staff. So now Arizona staff is at Washington. So expect that connection to continue. And then with California kids, where they're going to recruit heavily. And well, obviously one thing we talked about earlier was how national, you know, I expect Washington to, to recruit from a national standpoint, not just out West, but, you know, they'll go all over if a kid shows interest in them. But, you know, I, a guy that we talked about, Dijon Lee, uh, his top two schools were Washington, Arizona, you know, not USC. That, you know, that was his childhood, childhood favorite school. Mm-hmm. But um, right now, um, top two schools for him were, were Washington and U of A. So I, I think he's going to still be a high, high priority. He's already been uh, to both those schools and visited both of them and loves the staff. Uh, Darius Dixon, um, you know, Noah McKell will be a priority. Um, you know, look for, you know, guys like Madden Faramo, uh offered by both to be a high priority. Um, you know, th- there'll be a lot of guys right now. I think it's still, you know, it's still early in there. It's, you know, like th- they still so much time to go, but, um, you know, those are just a few names I'd keep an eye on if you're a, if you're a, a UW fan. Okay. Very cool, Greg. Well, Hey, thank you so much for doing this again. It has said recording the whole time that we've been, <laughs> that we've been talking. So, uh, we're just going to assume that this is done. If not, um, Greg will kill not, me. Not, yeah, not, we will not record a third. This is no. it's two or two and out, baby. Yeah, two and this done. This is it. Two and done. Two and so, done. So, hey, Greg, we we just re- really appreciate everything that you do for us, keeping us all in the loop on a lot of different guys. Um, and uh, we will definitely do this again post signing day, and and maybe as we get closer to spring ball, when when uh, we've had a chance to get out to some seven on seven tournaments and see some guys that are emerging. All right. Sounds good. Anytime. All right. Man. Thank. Thanks, Greg. Um, we're we're going to call it quits on this episode of Dogman Radio. Uh, tune back in for our next episode. Go dogs. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts